Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last day, that pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. It is cold out there. This is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. And we are broadcasting December 26th, 2021, day after Christmas. Already I've got a bunch of people texting me, letting me know they're listening. 
And uh, let me see. Let me just, uh, Brother Duran, are you listening? He's he's kind of the king head chief on uh, Holy Ghost Radio. We got Yvonne and Marin listening down in Bowman. We've got, let's see, Tina up in Kildare. Sister Brett's up in Kildare. We've got some Millers listening in Beach tonight. Lori in out in South Hart. We've got Brother Johnson listening. Um, the uh, let's see, where is he? What is he? He's texting me all kinds of sightseeing stuff. He's down in he's down in um, Arizona. We've got Brother Griffith. He won the prize for the person that texted me first. He's out in Great Falls, Montana. The Tell It Like It Is radio show is being broadcast live from Dickinson, North Dakota, and it's a, we are in a radio station. That's where I do this. It's an AM radio station called KDIX, and of course, if you're in Dickinson, that's probably the way you're listening to me right now, and if you're not in Dickinson, <coughs> you're probably online listening either through KDIX.net or Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, where um, Brother Duran is wrapped up in a blankie because it's 61 degrees down there in the Phoenix area. Oh, poor, poor Brother Duran. I, I I would say that I'd pray for him, but that would be lying. It's uh, I think it's all, it's 12 here, 12 above, but it doesn't feel too bad out there. Um, uh, when it, it usually takes a little colder than that for us to get concerned, but it is all uh, what you get used to and what you're acclimated to. And I'm going to go down to Phoenix, Lord willing, for a week this winter, so... I'm not going to say that I won't be happy. Hey, I've got somebody just texted me and said your wife is listening. Let's see, who would that be? Yeah, I only have one. I've only had one for 40, coming up on 43 years now. Oh, and she said it's only 11 degrees, so she is really listening. Well, we've got um, kind of a hard-hitting program tonight, so if you uh, don't like things like that, you better tune out now because it it could be... um, it could be somewhat hard-hitting in some ways. Um, hopefully I can keep it where you'll understand it. I've got uh, I got my guitar in the studio here tonight. If I get enough outcry, I might even sing a song or two. Tonight I want to talk about... Oh, by the way, if you are listening, text me 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. I'm going to speak about something on the radio tonight that I spoke about in church, although I really wanted to speak about something else. But because it's the Christmas season, I felt like I should speak about this. But maybe next Sunday I'll get to speak about something else that I really want to speak about. But anyway, we'll see. I'll, sometimes it, it just I never get to do exactly what I want to do on this radio show, but well, why don't I? I maybe I Maybe I should go back to two hours a week, and then I could... Do everything I want to do. I, I like doing. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not stalling to get into my topic, but I like doing this. I really do. It's what is it? 22 years now that I've been on the air, something like that. I know my my youngest son had just got married, and I think they've been married for 22 years. Yes, so yeah, that's how I remember how long I've been doing it. Tell it like it is, radio show. But. I really like doing it. I, I like doing everything I do as far as ministry. I just I love preaching. I love teaching. I love my discipleship class I teach every Sunday morning uh, before our worship service. I, I like uh, going to our men's Bible study. 
at 6 a.m. every Friday morning, and I like doing the radio show. And my, my hope someday is if when I it's my time to die, I'd like to be ministering and just drop dead because I don't, I'm never any happier than when I'm actually ministering the Word. That sounds kind of corny probably, but I've often said I wouldn't mind just preaching away someday and then just, boom, just drop dead and somebody just jump up and grab my notes and finish the sermon. That's what I'd like. Luke chapter 2 and verses 10 through 14. Chase, are you listening out there yet? You said you were going to listen. Text me tonight if you're listening. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 14. It says, now this was to the shepherds, and it says, The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. This is the time of year that we celebrate the birth of Jesus, and I'm not against that. Uh, I'm not against that celebration. I do think that, uh, as you'll find out tonight, that sometimes we can, in our celebration, forget the reason we're celebrating, and I think that happens. I'm not accusing anybody, anybody of that. I'm not accusing churches of doing that or people from different churches of doing that. I'm not questioning the sincerity of people that go to church on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, and I'm not even questioning your sincerity if that's the only time you go to church. I, I think maybe you're doing it to honor the Lord, and and I am um, I really am trying to be um, you know nice here, but I, I, I feel like that's something that, that people will do, and, and, um, and I think they do it out of respect. Um, there are there are people that only go to church on Christmas and Easter. That's the only time they go. But I want to just kind of, I'm not going to talk about that and how I disagree with you on that. I'm not going to talk about that. But I want to talk about the application of the Christmas story. And I, I thought of a lot of neat titles for this message and radio broadcast. But the one I came up with that I like the best is Keeping Jesus Away in the manger. I really liked that title, and I I didn't read it anywhere. I think I made it up. So keeping Jesus away in the manger. In other words, let's just kind of keep him over there. Religion likes, and I'm not against religion. And as I said, I'm you know these people that think that I'm against religion because I I talk the way I do. I'm not against religion. The word religion just means you know doing something. As a habit, you know, like I'm religious about going to church. I'm religious about praying. I, I'm religious about fasting. Um, I'm religious about trying to win the world to God. Be, religion is not an evil word. It, it isn't. It just means, I mean, people can be religious about other things. They can be a religious football fan, for instance. They never miss a game of their favorite team. That's not me, but, I mean, there are people like that. So I'm not against religion, and I'm not against going to church, of course not, and I'm not against any of those things, neither was Jesus. But Jesus did say one time, he told some some religious leaders, he said, you guys give 10% of the garden that grows around your house, the herbs and things that grow around your house, you give 10% of that to the Lord. But he said, you have forgotten the more important things of the law. 
And and that's kind of where I'm going tonight. Uh, hey, Tim and Tammy are listening in North Carolina. Usually it's just Tim listening. So what did he finally talk Tammy into listening? We've got Chase listening. Good, Chase. Is this your first time listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show? Becky and um, she wants, Becky wants me to sing us a song. These are people that are stoners, actually. That's their last name. They She wants, okay, I'll sing a song. Maybe I will. But tonight I want to talk about how this, there's a tendency to separate the the uh, God, God between our life. Like we want to keep Jesus away in the manger. And we don't mind going to visit God at his place, but we would actually, when I say we, I, I'm, this isn't me. I'm just telling you about a lot of people, and I'm here again. I'm not going to point and say it's you, but it could be you, and I hope that you're listening if it's you. But you like to leave Jesus in his place, like in the manger. And you'll come and visit him and come and worship him and come and go as you'd like. Maybe you come regularly to worship him, but you don't want him to come home with you. Like religion, Pastor Bob, they say, has its proper place. But actually, that's because people want to keep God in that place. They don't want to bring him home. You know, the, the Christmas, the application of Christmas is different than what we celebrate as, as what happened at Christmas. Because Christmas is about God coming to visit us in our place. The the God of creation, in his divine wisdom, figured out a way to come to this earth as a man. And Jesus was both God and man at the same time. That's who he was. You know, he wasn't some kind of Jehovah Junior. He was Jehovah himself, robed in flesh, disguised as a man. That's who he was. That's why Jesus said things as a man sometimes, like he was tired, he was hungry, he was even afraid. But as God, he uh, he calmed the sea. He, he raised people from the dead. <clears throat> he said things about himself that only God could say. He said, I and the Father are one in the Gospel of John. John 14, he said, when you've seen me, you have seen the Father. No other man has ever been able to say that. And so tonight we're talking about keeping Jesus away in the manger. That's what many people want to do. You know, that's they want to keep God in his place, you know, like the church or in our little prayers that we pray or maybe even our worship. We're going to keep God there, but we don't want to invite God into our place. You know, our place is like, our jobs or our money or our sex life or our marriage or our children. Like, we don't want God to be in that place. Interesting to me that that how people have mixed Christianity with all kinds of things. <clears throat> you know, I, I know people that were living immoral lifestyles, that have lived immoral lifestyles, but still love to praise Jesus. One of the first times I ran into it was a lady here in town. She, We had just started the church here in Dickinson, and a lady who we did not know sent our church, I believe, $100. 
which was a lot of money when we first started the church and really encouraged me. You know, we, it helped us to pay our, you know, our church bills and so on. And I told my wife, I've got to meet this lady. So we figured out, we got her phone number, we called her, we went over to meet her. And she was talking to us and she really talked about how much she loved Jesus. But she was also telling us about her live-in boyfriend that she wasn't married to. And I wasn't getting it. Like, you know, maybe I was a lot dumber back then. But I wasn't, I wasn't getting it. Like, like, um, in fact, I knew her boyfriend and, uh, and, and they weren't married and they were living together, not married. And so I, I, I thought she was trying to say, like, I used to love Jesus or I, you know, I've had a love for Jesus, but I'm struggling now. And finally I said, do you mean you used to love Jesus with all your heart? She goes, Oh no, I love him with all my heart. And then I said, well, how can you love him with all your heart but have this live-in boyfriend that you're not married with? Like, it it kind of befuddled me. It, it, it confused me, in a way. I'm not so confused anymore because there's a mixing, like we want to love Jesus as long as he stays away in the manger. These shepherds, <coughs> they came to visit Jesus in the manger, and they worshipped him there. I don't know what they did afterwards. doesn't say. I don't know if they were part of the crowd later that cried, crucify him. I don't know. I really don't know what happened to the shepherds. But I do know they came to visit Jesus in the manger. Well, I'm going to play a song and just uh, read my text. Let's see here. I got to. Yeah, I like that. This is an old song. It's by Lance Appleton. And this is talking about how Jesus was God, but he was a man once too. My daughter and I used to sing this together. Jesus, did you ever want to buy a little piece of land? And did you ever feel the yearning to be a family man? When you took over your daddy's shop, was there sometimes, Lord, when you used to stop and look out of the window, watch all the I know you feel what makes a man real. So won't you help me, Lord? Help me to be more like you. Taking care of your mother, your sisters, and your brothers didn't ever get to be a chore. And when your daddy passed away, Jesus, what could you say? Were you worried about being poor? Did you ever take a look at the open road and wonder what was at the end? And tell me, Jesus, did you ever lose your very best friend? Jesus, I know it's true. You've been through what I go through. Jesus, you're my Savior, but you wasn't man once. I 
Did you ever have an aching heart For a sweet little Jewish girl And did you throw it all away For the reason that you came into the world Jesus, when you knew what must be done Did you ever want to turn your back and run And did you ever feel lonely Like nobody even cares Jesus, I know it's true You've been through what I go through Jesus, you're my Savior But you was a man once too Oh Lord, yes you was Jesus, I know you I like that song. I like a lot of the, that Lance Appleton stuff. I really do. I, I I've liked it. When I first came to God years ago, uh, he I got away from the uh, rock and roll music I had listened to, and somebody gave me a Lance Appleton tape. And I wore that thing out, and I've been singing his songs. He's dead now, but I've been singing his songs forever. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, text me 701-290-7862. Bunch of nice stuff. People are saying nice stuff. That is so nice. Uh, uh, Bill out in in um, Beach said he absolutely enjoyed my preaching today. Cool. That is nice. Are you saying that just to make me feel good? <laughs> well, it did anyway, so it worked. We've got now. Do you, uh, Jody? Is your last name Loopy? Is it, are you Loopy now? Because if you're a Loopy, then I have stoners and Loopies listening to me. So, so anyway, you can take that for whatever it's worth. Uh, if you're a first time listener, text me tonight seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. If you're listening outside of the country, you can email me Robert Simons fifty eight at gmail.com, robertsimons58 at gmail. I'm just looking. Oh, nobody emailed me tonight. Sometimes I'll get emails from um, different places, but I have not got no emails tonight. So um, the, uh, oh, so it is loopy. So you're a loopy. You're loopy now. Okay. Loopy and stoners are listening, and amongst others. We're talking about let's not keep Jesus away in the manger. I think that's a great title. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking for somebody to help build my self-esteem tonight. Who, who thinks that's a great title of talking about when we forget the reason for Christmas? Like one of the reasons for Christmas, or, or the reason for Christmas is not about just Jesus coming into a manger, but what he did after that. You know, um, th- this this... Uh, this deal about, you know, like, I'm going to just tell you right now, and I know this will bother some of you, but I don't, like, religious holidays don't mean anything to me except it's a good reason to get people to come to church because I celebrate the birth of Jesus and everything else about Jesus every day of my life. And so one day doesn't seem more holy to me than another day. But... If you're one of those people that only comes to church on Christmas and Easter, we'd love to have you come to our church. 
because we want to talk to you about what this really means. We're not keeping Jesus away in a manger. We're going to bring him home with us. You know, that's that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're, we're going to t- bring Jesus <coughs> into our hearts. You know, this... You know, there was a friend of mine years ago, and he was Catholic. This is what he told me, and I don't—I know he does not represent the Catholic Church. I know that, but he said, "I love being Catholic. I can sin all week long and then go to church to confession and make everything right, and then I can go do it all over again." See, this is missing the point of what this is all about. You know, this is keeping Jesus away in the manger. You can seem religious, but miss the entire point. And God is not interested in that type of relationship. I read this scripture in church today in Isaiah chapter 1. Reading it out of the today's living Bible is very, very strong. Let me just read it to you. Isaiah 1, 11 through, uh, I'll read not all of it, but 11 through 13. Oh, let's see, where will I go? 20. This is the Lord speaking. He said, I am sick of your sacrifices. Don't bring me any more of them. I don't want your fat rams. I don't want to see the blood from your offerings. Who wants your sacrifices when you have no sorrow for your sins? The incense you bring me is a stench in my nostrils. Your holy celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, even your most pious meetings are all frauds. I want nothing more to do with them. I hate them all. I can't stand the sight of them. From now on, when you pray with your hands stretched out to heaven, I won't even look or listen. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear, for your hands are those of murderers. They are covered with the blood of your innocent victims. Oh, wash yourselves, be clean. Let me no longer see you doing all these wicked things. Quit your evil ways. Learn to do good, to be fair, to help the poor, the fatherless, the widows. Come, let's talk this over, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sins, I can take it out and make you as clean as freshly fallen snow. Brother Duran doesn't know what that is. Even if you are stained as red as crimson, I can make you as white as wool. If you will only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I will make you rich. But if you keep on turning your backs and refusing to listen to me, You will be killed by your enemies. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jesus was not, God in the Old Testament was not against the religion, especially the stuff he ordained them to do. Jesus was not against the religious. What he was against was, is when your religion, you lose Jesus in the religion. Like, you kind of don't know what, you know, it's kind of like the story I heard one time about a lady that went to a jewelry store. True story, the way I read it anyway. <clears throat> and this lady wanted to buy a golden cross to hang around your neck. And the man said, do you want a plain cross or do you want one of the little man on it? That wasn't some little man on that cross. But you see, I mean, this is not, and here again, I can't look at you and tell you that or you know, say that about you, that that's what you are. But we there is a great percentage of religious people out there that celebrate Christmas, 
but they want to still live their homosexual lifestyle. They want to still lie and cheat and steal and be mean and you know that this this is a keeping Jesus away in the manger. Are you sick of me saying that yet? You know now why do we want to keep Jesus in the manger? Because babies don't tell us to do anything. Why don't you want Jesus to grow up and be your king? Because a baby can't tell you what to do. See, in America, some babies boss their parents around, but the way I raised my kids, I told them what to do. They didn't tell me where we were going out to eat. You know, my babies didn't tell me what kind of bed they wanted, what kind of pillow they wanted, or anything. They were babies. They didn't have any sense. See, people want to keep Jesus away in the manger because it's easier that way. Because once he's our king, once he's our Lord, then he can tell us what to do. You know, I want to encourage you tonight, let Jesus grow up and become your king. And what does that mean for him to become your king? Well, if he, if Jesus, if his word does not have the right to tell you what to do or how to live, he's not your Lord. A few years ago, it became very popular to put um, to put um, um, little pins on lapels of suits. And there was one that was very popular. It was Jesus is Lord. Now, I agree with the statement, but what does that mean? It's kind of like on our money it says, in God we trust. What does that mean? One store had a sign up that said, in God we trust, others pay cash. <laughs> they only trusted God. But, but see, a lot of spiritual sayings and cliches become just like Jesus away in the manger. (laughs) They don't mean anything. Like, if he's not, if he can't tell you what to do, he's not your Lord. I wrote a song years ago. I don't know if I could sing it. I don't know if I remember all the words to it. I called it Amos 3.3. And the opening verse of that course, or verse of that song, if you're going to call him Lord, he's got the right to say no to the things you want to do and the places you go. The Lord don't want to play games with your Christianity. Christianity, He won't walk with you long unless with him you'll agree. And Amos 3.3 simply says, can two walk together except they be agreed? God is not going to continue to walk with us unless we agree with him. doesn't matter how religious you are. doesn't matter what you do for Christmas. If you don't walk with God, he's not going to walk with you. Now, he'll be calling you. He'll be waiting for you. One of the programs that I did that I received the most flack over in the entire 22 years of doing the Tell It Like It Is show is I called it Butt Prints in the Sand. And I ruined the story of footprints in the sand by saying sometimes when you look back and see two sets of prints and then one set of prints, you think, well, why did... Uh, why did God leave me? Well, a lot of times he didn't leave you. You left him. You you started going your own direction, and he wasn't going that way. <laughs> so it's not always like God was carrying you at that moment. Sometimes you, you started going a direction where you walked away from God, and now there's only one set of steps because you're all alone. 
I got a lot of grief about that program, but prints in the sand. I should I should do a redo on that program someday. I like getting most of it was grief, like good grief. It wasn't wasn't bad grief. But if you're gonna call him Lord, he's got the right to say no, doesn't he? I mean, what is the sense of saying that that God is in control? You know, it's kinda like kinda like the guy that I read about or my pastor used to talk about that used to tie a tightrope over part of Niagara Falls. And he would walk across this tightrope rope and back with a wheel pushing a wheelbarrow. And he would get back after he would do it once, there'd be a big crowd gathered, of course, and he would cry out, Who believes I can do it again? And they'd all say, Yay. And then he'd say, Who wants to ride in the wheelbarrow? Well, nobody wanted to ride in the wheelbarrow. See, you can say that you trust God, but what does that mean? It means that you're going to let him, you're going to put your life in the wheelbarrow. Like you're going to listen to God. You're going to do what he says. You know, like, like for instance, uh, you don't have to pray about whether you should divorce your husband or wife. You don't have to pray about that. You know, if you love God, just stick it out. Yeah. Sure. I mean, like, I mean, isn't that what the Bible says? I mean, and, and many things are like that. Uh, you don't have to pray, uh, say, God, should I have sex with my girlfriend before I get married? You don't have to pray that prayer. The Bible's pretty clear on it, very clear on it. You see, there is, and, and I know, like, you know, this is a, the city I live in in Dickinson's a good city, good people, but I believe that people have forgotten the law of God here. Many of them have. But they still go to church on Christmas. I, I, I'm not sure this morning or yesterday morning, but I bet if I would have drove around Dickinson, I would have sound, found, or, or Friday night on New Christmas Eve, it would have been churches that were packed. But are we leaving Jesus away in the manger? Oh, let's see here. I got my guitar. I told you that. I'm going to try a song. I should try that one, Amos 3.3, but I, I don't know. I just, when you're on live radio and you forget the words, it's kind of bad, but you just laugh at yourself and keep going. And then you take all the texts. Well, this song is a song I wrote. I don't have the words for this one either, and I haven't sung this for a long time. But this is a song about the greatest... Christmas scripture of all. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And there's a little word in that verse that I wrote a whole song about. Just a one little word that makes that... It doesn't say that God loved the world. It says God so loved the world. That would be like the difference between saying my wife is cute or she's so cute. <laughs> and that's the song's called So. It's a funny thing what a little word can mean. It's a funny thing what a little word can mean. 
When God wrote his book, such great care he took not to miss any little word. I can show you what I mean. In John 3.16, there's a little word that means so much to me. The word is so. God so. God so. God so loved. He used the word so because it would his love show. A love that he had for you and me. You see, God had a plan to come in the form of a man, to die so we could be free. Well, he suffered and he died on the cross, crucified. He gave his life on Calvary. He loved me so. He loved you so. God so. God so loved. God so loved the world. That he gave God so loved the world That he gave God so loved the world That he gave God so loved the world that he gave. It's a funny thing what a little word can mean. God so loved the world, and he loved you, and he loved me, and that's really the only reason why he came into this world. And he loved us so much that he didn't want us to turn it into some kind of religious thing where we would just, you know, this shouldn't be just a story about a G, about a baby in a manger. But this was intended to be a life-changing experience. You are listening to the Tell It Like It Is show, and um, we've got, uh, we've got a, bunch of different people text me. I Brother Belgard's listening. Good to have him listening. He said he always enjoys my preaching. Thank you. Thank you. I Sometimes I really bomb out, though, Brother Belgard. 
You ever do that? <laughs> Sometimes I'm done preaching and I'm like, I don't know if anybody, if I made any sense at all. So I'm not 100%. I know that. <laughs> Hope this program is helping you tonight. Text me 701-290-7862. You know, um, we're talking about not keeping Jesus away in the manger. The word away there is like we don't want him to stay away from us. You know, we want Jesus to be at our place. You know, he, he needs to be with us. In fact, his name, Emmanuel, means God with us, not God away in a manger. You know, there are a lot of scriptures that talk about us forgetting God. You know, um, Hosea 8.14 is one that that uh, really <coughs> speaks well to this program tonight. It said, For Israel hath forgotten his maker and buildeth temples. Think about that. Like they got the religion part kind of okay. They're building temples, but they forgot their maker. Yeah, you could have the nativity scene outside of your house, but that doesn't mean you know who Jesus is. And here I'm not accusing you of that. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not accusing you of your customs and different things. That, But I'm just telling you that Jesus can get lost in, in the stuff. He can get, you know, just like uh, Joseph and Mary forgot him at the temple. You can, you can forget Jesus at the temple. Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It says, Thou hast rejected knowledge, and I will also reject thee. Thou hast, thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. That's a scary verse. But is it possible that most of America has forgotten the law of their God? Is that like is that a scathing? statement that's unfair to say? I don't know. I know that we're the laughing stock of many other nations in the world because of our, you know, we're afraid to say whether somebody's a boy or a girl anymore in America. I'm not. I mean, I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm not. These poor kids nowadays that don't have any direction in their life, I don't, I feel sorry for them. They're going to be so mixed up. You parents, you need to give your kids some direction, and and I and I shouldn't have to say this, but you better tell them whether they're a boy or a girl or not, because kids don't have enough sense to know what they are. They might think they're a, a rabbit. You know, they don't they don't know. I mean, kids need direction. They they need. You know, I'm thankful that yeah, I I I I grew up in a society that still had some norms that were normal. You know, like like I I learned in second grade in my reader that Dick loved Jane and, you know, they they had a baby. <laughs> they got married. You know, that I mean, that's kind of the way it is. But we're living in a country that has forgotten the law of God. You know, Jeremiah 18 and 5 says, Because my people have forgotten me, they have burned incense to vanity, and they have caused them to stumble in their ways from the ancient paths to walk in paths, 
in a way not cast up. In other words, we have forgotten the ways of God. Because part of us, part of our people have left Jesus away in the manger. And some people, of course, are not religious at all. But this program tonight, I'm, I'm talking specifically to you that are religious. But what does it mean? Like, what does it mean to you? I mean, does it, does it control your life? You know, God gave us free will, and he wants us to willingly surrender our will to his. That's what he wants. He won't make us do it. But God wants us to give him our will in surrender. That's why, you know, years gone by, people ask me, why did God put the garden of the, or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden? And when he knew man was going to mess up, why did God do that? Because without the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden of Eden, man would have had no choice. Every time Adam and Eve walked by that tree and didn't eat of the fruit, they were pleasing God. That's why the tree was in the garden. You know, sin is appealing, and sin can look attractive. And sin sometimes seems like your best option. But when you say, God, I'm going to do what you say anyway, and it doesn't matter what I'm thinking, that pleases God. See? But we're living in a world that doesn't even know what God expects or doesn't even know what God wants. They, they don't know. You know, that, that's why, um, you know, the psalmist said in Psalm 9 and verse 17, it says the wicked shall be turned into hell. And that I suppose that makes sense to many people. You know, wicked, like Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin and, you know, the wicked people. But then it says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Wow. So you don't have to be wicked to be lost. You just need to forget God. I told you this is going to be a hard-hitting program. You know, is your Jesus, are you keeping him away in the manger tonight? Or are you bringing him home to be with you? You know, this This is my question. You know, this is... This is uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up as a religious person, really. Our family did go to church on Christmas and Easter. I'm sure we did. I'm sure we never missed. My mom wished we'd have gone to church even more than that, but I don't think my dad was into it that much. But uh, we grew up in the Meth- going to the Methodist church, and uh, and I was never, like I never figured out Christmas. The only thing I knew about Christmas is I liked opening presents. Like, I was 20 years old, and I didn't know who Jesus was or what he really did. When I say I didn't know who he was, I certainly knew that, you know, I'd heard about him, you know, I'd seen, you know, the emblems of him on a cross and so on. I had no idea why he died. I'm not making this up. I grew up in America, and I really didn't know anything about Jesus. I didn't know the reason he was born. I didn't know that his mother was a virgin. I, I I didn't know anything. And I was 20 years old. 
and and uh, a series of events begin to happen in my life, and I begin to seek after God. And He revealed Himself to me through some very I don't have time to go into it tonight, and I've shared it on the radio probably numerous times. But God came to me, and He wasn't a baby in a manger, but He was real. He was He was. Um, he, he he would originally when it first happened he spoke to me, and then of course just like all of us he began to speak to me through his word. You see, for for Jesus to be your Lord instead of that baby in the manger, you've got to allow him to tell you what to do. You know, I'll just give you some a good place to start. <clears throat> a good place to start in letting Jesus tell you what to do, is Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. People were told the Christmas story in Acts chapter 2 about Jesus coming to this world as a man, dying for our sins on the cross. And when they were told this, and Peter brought it home in Acts chapter 2, he was preaching, and there was a big crowd of people around, and Peter said, you know, that he, t- he told them, you, you're the ones that crucified the Lord of glory. And the Bible said in Acts 2 and verse 37 that they were so bothered by Peter's words that they interrupted him. And they cried out, men and brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That word repent simply means to acknowledge your sin before God. And tonight I'm talking about the sin of forgetting Him, ignoring Him, not caring about Him. That is possibly the greatest sin there is, because all the nations that forget God will be turned into hell. If you forget God, you're lost. So repent. Acknowledge your sin. Ask God for forgiveness and the power to change. And change your mind about it. Like, I'm not going to be like this anymore. I'm done with it. Like my pastor used to say, done with the sin business. And then the Bible says to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Repentance is... And water baptism, when people, when they dunk you under the water, that's what the word baptism means. They dunk you under the water and you, and the, and the name of Jesus is called over you when they do that. That tied together with repentance will wash away your sins. And then the Bible says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And this gift of the Holy Ghost is poured out today just like it was on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, and it says in in verse 4, and they all began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, this this, uh, tonight uh, we are talking about let's take Jesus out of the manger and let's bring him into our life. There's a song that I, I guess I could have played it on the radio. I didn't even think about that. It's too late now. But it's it's a, a song by John Waller, a Christian singer, and it's called Of All the Places. 
And the song talks about Jesus as a baby in a manger, of all the places for a king to be in this cold, unholy place, like a manger with animals and smelly and dirty. Then the next verse talks about uh, him on a cross. What is the king of kings doing on the cross? Of all the places, for the king of kings, for the Lord of lords. Of all the places for deity to be. What's he doing on this cross? And the third verse talks about Jesus coming to our heart, this wicked, sinful people, that he's willing, if we repent, to come into our heart and live here. Of all the places for the King of Kings to live in Bob Simons? Like, why would he, why would he want to do that? From the manger to the cross, to the hearts of the lost, of all the places. That's what this manger story means. Quickly running out of time tonight, and uh, if you are listening, I won't, you just text me 701-290-7862. The, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, Brother Johnson, that's true. I'm not going to say that right now, but that would have fit in earlier. Um you know, you, if you want to come visit us this Wednesday night, 7.30, um, we're at the Old Elks building here in Dickinson, and right on the interstate, you can't miss it, we have uh, services Sunday mornings at 10 is our Sunday school, that's for all ages, and during that 10 o'clock I also teach a basic, basic Bible class, uh, it's right at the entryway to the church, you could just walk in and if you don't want to come to church, just be in my Bible class. I teach that every Sunday morning. And then um, next week, on Sunday, after our 11 o'clock worship service, we have Friendship Sunday. We're going to have a meal after church. So that would be a good time to come and hang out with us and find out we're not very weird. We're pretty nice people. Tuesday nights, we have a church in Beach. It's a, a daughter church that they have services at the Beach Community Center. We're working on finishing a building there. And um, and that once we get that done, we'll have Sunday services too. In Bowman, at at eighteen North Main Bowman, we have church there on Thursday nights at seven thirty and Sunday mornings at ten thirty. So, want um, want you to come and visit us. Let's not forget God. Let's not leave Jesus in, away in a manger. Hmm, let's try it. Many men will drink the rain and turn and thank the clouds. Many men will hear you speak and never turn around. But I will not forget you. You are my God and King. With a thankful heart I Bring my offering and my sacrifices, not what you can give, but what I alone can give you. Grateful heart I give, thankful prayer I pray, wild dance I dance before you. Loud song I sing, 
holy life I bring, life of praise, I live before you. <laughs> Many men will pour their gold and serve a thing that shines. Many men will read your words, but they'll never change their minds. But I will not forget you. You are my God and King. With a thankful heart, I bring my offering, and my sacrifice is not what you can give, but what. I alone can give you grateful heart. I give thankful prayer. I pray a wild dance. I dance before you. Loud song I sing. Holy life I bring. Life of praise. I live before you. And Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this program. God, I pray that you help us. God, help us not forget the reason that you came to this earth. God, help us not to forget, Lord. Help us not get so lost in our religion that we forget really the reason that you came. That you came to this earth as a man to die for our sins on a cross. And that if we would repent of our sins and are baptized in your name, that you'll fill us with your Spirit and that you'll live with us. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Appreciate you listening, as I do every Sunday, 22 years of this. I enjoy it. I hope you enjoy the Tell It Like It Is radio show. God bless. Next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, I should be back, and looking forward to that. Here's an old Lance Appleton song we'll finish out the broadcast with, and it is definitely fitting tonight. Life is passing me by I don't care if I live or die Cause I lost that fellowship From on high Jesus, you seem far away I didn't really mean to stray I just went with my other friends A little while Won't somebody
Mister, I know you don't intend to cause me pain, but it hurts me every time I hear you curse that name. Well, you might mean nothing by it, but I'm asking just the same. Jesus means so much to me. Please don't talk about my father that way. He's the one who saved me. He filled me and forgave me. Yes, he did. When I was just an outlaw on the street. Takes care of me when I need help. My Jesus is a friend to me. I used to be a wanderer. I was an orphan, just like you. And I knew someone must have put me here, but I had no idea. Was tired of doing all those things that homeless children do. Jesus Christ adopted me. When you cursed His name, you cursed me too. He's the one who saved me. wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com 
The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.